You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 178. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Hey team, it's Kim Eagle with the Earn That Body Podcast, and I hope you're ready for a great week ahead. Now, I have a few spots left in the Nutrition Recharge 21-day program starting April 20th, and now maybe a couple spots left for the Willpower Workout Program also starting April 20th. You can do them both together if you are trying to shed those last pounds and get super fit and toned before bikini season. So definitely check those out and you can always email me at kim at earnthatbody.com if you need more details. Now in today's episode, we're going to talk about people who have a sugar addiction. Are you the person who can't stop at just a few M&Ms? Or maybe you hit the cupcake store and you know that one is not going to be enough. Some people have a sweet tooth so big that they simply can't control it. And we're gonna talk about that today, what it is, what type of sugar you should be looking at to be concerned about, how to reduce a sugar addiction properly, everything you need to know if you're that person who loves sugar, all of that after this. And now, it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. In today's Eagle Eye on Health, we're going to be talking about lifestyle changes that work without the risks. And this comes from a Consumer Report magazine uh, issue. Uh, It's an issue that was talking a lot about supplements and how so many people are tied to taking supplements because they think they work. But here are some lifestyle changes that will help you and they don't have any risks at all. So people often take echinacea. They say to bolster immunity and ward off colds or other viruses. They turn to turmeric to alleviate pain or reduce inflammation due to psoriasis or even rheumatoid arthritis. And in our survey of the Consumer Reports, turmeric was the most popular supplement for chronic health problems. Some studies suggest that taking echinacea might make you slightly less susceptible to colds, and preliminary research indicates that curcumin could potentially help with knee pain from osteoarthritis. But conclusive evidence that these products work is lacking, according to experts who have studied them and the National Center for Complementary and Integrative Health at the National Institutes of Health. There are, however, other proven non-pharmacological ways to get these desired health benefits. And we've talked about that a lot before. So many of these supplements, almost all of them, have very little research proving that they actually work. But what about this? Strengthen your immune system. What can you do? Well, you can get between seven and nine hours of sleep nightly. This will improve your ability to fight off viral infections like the common cold. You can also increase your intake of nutrient-dense foods. These include fatty fish like sardines and salmon, which provide vitamin D key for immune system function. You can also rehab your diet with superfoods. These would include dark leafy greens, raspberries, blackberries, and citrus and broccoli, all good sources of vitamin C, which supports the immune system and healing. 
Pumpkin and sweet potatoes provide vitamin A for a strong immune system, and foods such as olive oil, chia seeds, and avocado provide vital nutrients that help to fight infection. And the last thing you can do to reduce inflammation, if you're dealing with inflammation from an injury, ice can reduce pain and swelling. For minor pains, an over-the-counter non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug like ibuprofen. You'll also want to avoid soda, processed meat, too much alcohol, more than one drink a day for women or two drinks a day for men. Regular exercise and adequate sleep have also been shown to help with chronic inflammation. If you think you might have a medical condition, such as celiac disease, where certain foods trigger inflammation, you would want to talk to your doctor. But there's some, there's easy things that you can do. Now I say easy, of course they do take action, right? Getting seven to nine hours of sleep to benefit your immune system means you do have to potentially go to bed earlier. You might have to set up a sleep schedule. And what I mean by that, is you might have to say, look, I'm gonna be in bed by 8.30 every night. I'm going to read at that point. I'm gonna do a meditation. Whatever it is to help you get tired and sleepy so that you can fall asleep. Um, increasing nutrient-dense foods, you can easily do that. You can make sure you're getting in the right amount of fruits and vegetables and whole grains. And obviously, like we said, reducing inflammation. You can do that with ice. You can take an ibuprofen if needed. And you can also make sure that you're getting regular exercise, enough sleep to even help with inflammation, reducing soda intake, processed meat, and too much alcohol. All things you can do that are proven to help, unlike the majority of supplements out there. So that's your Eagle Eye on Health for this week. I love lifestyle changes that don't involve buying medication or buying a product or buying a supplement. I like things that just focus on being healthy through food or exercise. So I really like that article. Now, what about you? Are you sugar addicted? Can you really be hooked on sugar? Some people actually use sugary food in ways that are definitely not healthy. Some signs that you might have a sugar addiction or a problem, if you crave sugar, if you seem to lose control with sugary foods, and if you eat more sugary foods than you generally plan. Now, you should know that sugar fuels every cell in the brain. Your brain also sees sugar as a reward. It makes you keep wanting more and more because again, it sees it as a reward. And if you often eat a lot of sugar, just so you know, you're reinforcing that reward, which can make it a really tough habit to break. But just so you know, it's a habit. So you can break it if you want to. Now, what is that sort of quick sugar high that you're probably going for? Why do you get a rush when you eat maybe that midday candy bar? Well, the sugar in it, called simple carbohydrate, it's quickly turned into glucose in the bloodstream. Your blood sugar levels will spike and simple carbs are also found in things like fruits and vegetables and dairy products, but the difference between that candy bar and your fruit, vegetable, and dairy is that the fruit, vegetable, and dairy, they have fiber and protein. And that means it slows down that 
process of breaking it down. But your syrup and your soda and your candy and your table sugar, it doesn't have that slowed down process. So you get that spike or that rushed feeling that you like. That's why you eat the candy, right? You wanna wake up, you wanna help yourself out of that low, but that's what's gonna happen with the candy. Now, your body needs to move the glucose that is now in the bloodstream from that candy into your cells for energy. And in order to do this, your pancreas makes a hormone called insulin. As a result, your blood sugar level may have a sudden drop. This rapid change in blood sugar leaves you feeling wiped out and shaky and searching for more sweets because you go back into that cycle of needing that pick-me-up high again. So you gotta think of it this way. You eat the candy, you've got all that glucose now in the bloodstream, your insulin says, we've gotta clean this out of the bloodstream, we've gotta get this to the cells. And so it wipes it all out of the bloodstream very quickly because you put this mad dash of sugar into the blood and now the insulin is thrown into your system to wipe it out as quickly as it can and then it's like you're at a severe low again. So once it wipes it out, you really feel that low and then it's gonna make you crave more sugar to get the high feeling again. So it's this constant cycle that your body is going through every time you keep giving it more and more sugar. Now, even starch can be a sugar. So think you don't have a sweet tooth, but if you're craving things like bagels and chips and french fries, these starchy foods are complex carbohydrates the body breaks down into, what do you think? Simple sugars. And eaten without better foods, the starches can make blood sugar surge and crash just like the sugar in candy. So white rice, white flour, that's gonna have that same effect really as candy does. Highly refined starches, white bread, the pretzels, the crackers, the white pasta, those can actually be some of the worst things that you can eat and you simply might be saying, oh, I don't have a sugar addiction, I don't like candy or sweets, but you may actually be craving all of these things that you eat and it still can be somewhat of a sugar addiction. Now, how can we help sugar addictions? I know that's what you're asking right now. And part of you really wants to know. I know that some of you are like, I really want to break the addiction. But I also know that part of the people who have sugar addictions, they don't really want to know because they potentially are using sugar to fill some kind of void, right? They want that reward. They want to feel better. They want that high. They want that rush. And they use candy or sugar to fill the void. And so I just want to let you know that I'm going to tell you ways to help your sugar addiction, but it takes action to make it happen. And it's not action that happens overnight. So just remember that as well. Now, speaking of overnight actions, a lot of people who feel that they are sugar addicted, they do sugar detox diets. Well, do you think that they work? Well, I have to tell you that if you think you're gonna beat your sugar habit by quitting cold turkey, and some of these detox, sugar detox plans, they, are, they urge you to avoid all sweets in general. That means they tell you no fruit, no dairy, no refined grains, and their idea is to purge your system of sugar. But guess what? Diet changes like this are too drastic to keep up. 
Changes that you can do only for the short term means you will fall back to your old habits. So if you are that person who is sugar addicted right now, you've probably already tried every sugar detox. And guess what? You're still listening to this podcast because you went back to all your old habits, right? And that's probably because the quitting cold turkey sugar detox does not really work. It's really just like every other fad diet. Anything that is too extreme, you will do for a very short period and you will literally be looking for the final day on the calendar knowing that on that last day, you're going right to the donut shop. (laughs) Okay, you can, however, retrain your taste buds. You don't need sugar as much as you probably think you do. And in fact, you can train your taste buds to enjoy things that aren't as sweet. You gotta try cutting out one sweet food from your diet each week. For example, if you're someone who has dessert every single night after dinner, start by maybe not having a dessert after dinner for one night during the week or for two nights during the week. Just start trying to cut that particular sugar that you're getting in every single day, start cutting back on that one thing. Or maybe if you're someone who puts a lot of sugar in your coffee, or some people put a lot of sugar in their cereal, I want you to start putting less in. So literally measure how much sugar do you put in this week And the next week, can you do half that amount? Over time, you will see you will lose the need for that really sweet sugar taste as you slowly reduce the amount of sugar intake each week. It takes time to retrain your taste buds, but if you do it slowly, it will happen. Now, you don't have to give up everything sweet as well. You just wanna get it from better sources. So instead of having that candy, that donut, that cupcake, what if you had fresh berries or some people like pureed fruit on oatmeal instead of adding sugar to it, right? A lot of people wanna add something to that oatmeal. It doesn't have to be sugar on top. It can be fresh berries or some people, like I said, like pureed fruit. Explore fruit that's dried or frozen or even canned, but you do wanna make sure that it doesn't have too much added sugar. So you do wanna be careful of the canned fruit. I always say fresh fruit in your oatmeal, fresh fruit in your cereal, fresh fruit in your Greek yogurt is always going to be a great way to taste something sweet, to take care of that sweet tooth you might have without the processed sugar. Okay. Kick the habit in baby steps. This is really going to be the key. As I've already said, it can't be done in an extreme way. If you make small, simple changes to your diet, it's easy to keep it up. So start by eating more fruits and vegetables. I want you to drink more water. I want you to start checking food labels and pick those that don't have a lot of added sugar, right? you really wanna start looking at the food label and see how much sugar is in this drink. I have some people who go to those smoothie stores and then they they log it in their food log and they don't even look at how much sugar it had and it can have 50 to 75 grams of sugar. That is so much. So you've really gotta start looking at your labels 
and then cut out a little bit of sugar week after week. After a few weeks, you will be surprised at how little you miss it. So I know right now you're thinking, nope, I'll never miss it. You've got to take it week by week and cut it back slowly and your body will adapt. Now, one thing you can do to help, you can eat protein because that is an easy way to actually curb sugar cravings. High protein foods digest more slowly. That means it keeps you full for much longer. Protein does not make your blood sugar spike the way refined carbs and sugars do. You wanna pick proteins like lean chicken. You can have um, yogurt, Greek yogurt especially, has even higher protein in it, eggs, nuts, or beans. Another thing you can do that will help is you can fill up on fiber. Fiber helps fight a sugar itch in so many ways. First, it keeps you full, just like the protein does. High fiber foods also give you more energy. And because they don't raise your blood sugar, there's no hungry crash after. You wanna choose fibers like fruits, vegetables, and whole grains. You could put some peanut butter on an apple. That's obviously a favorite snack if you know me. <laughs> I love the apple with the peanut butter, and that's gonna give you that protein and fiber combination. So an apple with peanut butter at after dinner for your dessert, pretty much what I do a lot, it will help instead of grabbing that processed sugary sweet. Now they actually say that getting outside can actually help your sugar cravings as well. Exercise can help wipe out the sugar cravings and change the way you eat in general. You start to feel better and when we start to feel better and we work out, we tend to want healthier foods. So. If you like to walk outdoor, if you like to ride your bike outdoor, even swimming outside, all of this outside activity for 30 minutes at a minimum is also going to help you want to make healthier choices. Now, I don't know about you, but I have definitely noticed that that happens to me. Like the days I don't work out, I tend to eat a little or crave even the more unhealthy foods, but after a workout, I feel so good that I don't want to eat bad foods. So get the workout in because it is going to help you with your cravings. And then a question that I get a lot from my clients, well, if I'm gonna give up sugar or reduce sugar, can I just use artificial sweeteners? Well, some studies suggest that the artificial sweeteners may leave you craving even more sugar. That could make it harder to control your weight overall. The problem is that some experts say artificial sweeteners don't help you break your taste for sweets. So you wanna pay attention to your body. Are sweeteners making you crave even more sugar? And from what I've read and studied, the reason this happens is your body doesn't even really know what artificial sweetener is. So when you ingest it, it's almost like it can't recognize it at all. It doesn't see it as a sweet item. So it's not like, oh, here's my sweet treat. So check, I feel better now. An artificial sweetener is a chemical and the body doesn't know how to handle it. So you're still going to crave sweets even if you have an artificial sweetened sweet treat, all right? Another thing that can happen with artificial sweeteners is they tend to be so, so sweet to taste 
that you really almost desensitize your taste buds. So it's like if you always have an artificial sweetener and it tastes so, 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 so sweet, then when you go to eat real fruit, it's all of a sudden like the fruit doesn't taste that sweet to you. It's messing with your taste buds. So I say no artificial sweeteners ever. We never want to ingest chemicals and it's really hard on your system and it's it's not going to help you anyway. There's no proof that diet soda or artificial sweeteners help anybody with weight loss. Now, there are healthy sugars that you still have to limit as well. So things like honey, brown sugar, cane juice, those sound relatively healthy, right? But the reality is sugar is sugar. Whether it comes from the bees or sugar cane, it can cause your blood sugar to rise. So honey and unrefined sugars are slightly higher in nutrients, but their calories still count. And so you still, if you ate too much of any of those, are still gonna see those rises in sugar levels. And again, still craving sugar after sugar because even though it's a healthy sugar, it's still sugar. Now, how much sugar is too much? Uh, if you're like most people in the United States, you eat probably 19 teaspoons or more of added sugar a day. That adds up to about 285 calories, which health experts say is way too much. According to the American Heart Association, no more than six teaspoons daily of added sugar for women, and that's about 100 calories, and they say men should get a max of nine teaspoons, and that's about 150 calories. Now, this is added sugar, just so you know, because with my clients, I have them track how, my, how many sugar grams they have a day, and I give them a total amount that I want them to be under, and for that number, it includes your fruits, it includes your dairy that you might have, it includes everything in the day. So when they talk about these numbers from the American Heart Association, that's only talking about your added sugar. They're not talking about dairy or fruit as well. So just something to note if you're, if you're one of my clients and you're like, wait, you say we can have more sugar than that. Not added sugar, however, but in dairy, there's sugar. Your fruits obviously have sugar. Certain vegetables have sugars, and that is still okay. I wouldn't want you to limit. Well, I shouldn't say that. You still have to limit the amount you eat of those things, but I wouldn't want you not eating fruit and vegetables at all. Now, sugar also has many names. You're not always going to see the word sugar on a food label, and I don't want you to be confused. So sugars by other names would be things like agave nectar. Again, you may read that and think, oh, that's healthy. Well, but it's still sugar. Brown rice syrup. High fructose corn syrup is a definite no-no. If you ever see high fructose corn syrup on the label that is an artificial sweetener, do not get it. Dextrose, evaporated cane juice, glucose, lactose, malt syrup, molasses, sucrose. You want to watch out for these items if they are on a food label um, because, like I said, they are still sugar, and so you might not realize it because maybe you're not familiar that dextrose is a sugar. So again, it's good to just eyeball these things, and then, like I said, no high, fructo high, no high fructose corn syrup, please. That's a definite no-no. You're going to put that bag down if you see that in the food label. 
Sugar can hide in foods that you probably least expect it as well. And this one definitely gets my clients when they start food logging and they see that their sugar is so high and they can't figure out where it came from. Well, like I said, it hides in certain foods that you might not realize. For example, ketchup can have a lot of sugar in it. Barbecue sauce can have a ton of sugar in it. Pasta sauces also have sugar. So um, you need to keep an eye on these things. Even reduced fat salad dressings, bread, baked beans, and of course, flavored coffees. They probably have more sugar than you think. So again, get in the habit right now of reading labels. Filter out high sugar foods before they even get in your shopping cart. And that's really everything. So again, I know my sugar addicted people right now are thinking, I can't give it up. I've never been able to give it up. This is just my genetics. This is just who I am. I don't believe that at all. I have completely helped people get off the sugar toxicity. And one of the things in the actually in the Nutrition Recharge program is a sugar uh, reset program. For people who have sugar addiction, I have a sugar reset program where week by week, you start to have less and less. And so it's a chart that helps guide you on that because I know you can do it. I just don't want you to make it an all or none thing. It shouldn't be a sugar detox, cold turkey, no more sugar, because I know you've already tried that and it didn't work. But what if you just start having less and less sugar each week? So pick one thing this week that you know you have a lot of sugar, like say you're that person who has dessert every night. So this week, Commit to only having dessert after dinner three times instead of seven. Just that's the the only thing you would have to focus on this week. And then next week, maybe you start working on how much sugar goes into your coffee in addition to a couple more last nights without the dessert. Or perhaps you swap your dessert for the fruit and yogurt, things like that. But just pick one thing each week and write it down. I find it so helpful to write it down. I always feel like I've accomplished something. If I say, this is what I'm gonna do this week, I'm gonna put a circle three times, I need to hit three days that I do this this week. And honestly, I've helped so many people that tell me now, I no longer crave soda, I no longer have all those sugar cravings at a certain hour each day, but they did it slowly. So just believe that you can do it And also, like I said, some people are using sugar to fill a void. And if you feel like that's you, then we also want to dig a little deeper into what the void is and can you fill that void with with what's really going on instead of sugar to try to reward or fix a problem. Because sugar's never going to fix a problem, right? Kind of like alcohol. Alcohol's never going to make it go away either. When you have too much sugar or too much alcohol, you just never feel good later. That's the only thing that it will bring you. (laughs) That's everything for today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I hope it just opened your eyes to realizing that the next time you feel like you are sugar addicted, you don't have to go cold turkey, that you can change your ways, and that it's been done by many, many people. But yes, it takes action, and it takes willpower, and it takes really wanting to change. But I know you can do it. 
And that's all for today. The Earn That Body podcast, always here to bring you fitness, health, and nutrition information that you can put into play right away. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.